magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy reader, healer, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Yes. And happy full moon and happy Mercury Direct. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. Although I don't want to be the Mercury bummer here, but it is supposed to stay in its shadow till the 30th. So yeah, but. If you, and also it's kind of like because it goes into Pisces. So I'm just saying, you know, if you are still feeling it, don't feel like you're alone. I thought it went into Aquarius. It do, It is going, in, it, it goes into Aquarius. Maybe it's already in Aquarius. But why do I feel then it goes into Pisces? Well, then I thought it goes it into Pisces. Pisces. It did go out of Pisces. Oh, <laughs> it then it goes of- back in because yeah. it was retrograde and now That's it's going right. Okay. That's right. okay. Yeah, yeah. So when we're in Aquarius, we are getting a lovely leap. So that does help the shadow period that we're in Aquarius. But then it will, again, go into Pisces during the shadow period, the end of it. I'm not saying anything has to be bad. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the shadow period, I always hear about it, but I never really give it oh, much it? credit. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I just, I'm like, yay, Mercury's direct. I don't know. Like, okay. maybe it's like wrapping up. Like, I do, I do feel mm-hmm. like that, like that there's just kind of integrating everything that I've learned. And, right. Yeah. Right. I like that perspective. I mean, I'm just saying it for validation in case people are still feeling like, what's going on? Because I do tend to feel the shadow before. Mm. I really do. Because oftentimes I'll be like, why is everything breaking? And then it's like, oh, in a week we're going in Mercury. Oh, yeah. But anyway. So last week, this is when we do our check-in for the cards that we picked at the end of the show. And last week we picked... You picked the spider, which was creativity. Yeah, creative projects. And you picked the world from the Modern Witch Tarot, which is like completion, right? Mm -hmm. And also like it it related to the creativity too. Mm -hmm. Did you experience this in your life? (laughs) (laughs) We just interviewed our guest Sarah Chappell, so I'm already warmed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really great interview. You guys are going to like it. Um, But yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I think I've been saying this for a while now, but I am really close to finishing my book and actually am the first draft will be finished today because I mean there's really like probably like 500 words left of the first draft to be written so so that's been wrapping up that completion and creative projects both um definitely some stuff with speaking truth too which I feel like is related Mm. to creativity the throat chakra oh yeah did you want to talk about that or (sighs) yeah I'll talk about it oh great (laughs) (laughs) because I forgot to ask you what happened (laughs) um well so what had happened was there was a business let's well it was a vet it was a vet Um, you already have talked about the vet before on here yeah but I think I was vague and said it was a business no you said it was the vet because you said you talked about your cat Oh, okay. Really? I feel like I told yeah. you after we no, were done No, you recording. did also tell me after. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it was a vet that had done really, like, uh, removed a lot of Solo's teeth. And we actually felt really totally fine about it after it happened. And he was fine and everything. But we went back and, um, like, six months later, 
I'm like nervous talking about it right now even. Really? And there was Take a vet, yeah. <sighs> yeah. There was a vet there who we didn't know had done the extractions and she just made us feel really uncomfortable. Mm. Like made us really question whether you needed to have all those teeth out and Oh my god, I don't remember that. Yeah, I might not have told you all the details, but uh. it was like the way it was very strange. Like the way she talked to us about it, everything mm-hmm. just seemed very shady. Mm. So I suddenly was like, did we overpay and did they take more of Sola's teeth out than he needed? And just felt very mm. uncomfortable about the whole situation. Wait, did she work at the same vet? Yeah, it so was office? the same vet. Yeah, it was That's that. Bizarre. We went back. We Well, I mean, we brought him back six months later for a Yeah, but checkup. why would she question her own practice? No, like, she didn't question it. We questioned it because of the oh. things she was saying to us. Like, she just was, like, recommending that we have all his teeth removed, even the ones that were fine. Oh, she was okay. saying, I was like, confused. She I'm was sorry. saying, like, I didn't, I didn't take out all of his teeth at that point because I didn't want to break uh, his jaw. And people oh get really – And I don't like to break cat's jaws because – people get really upset. And I was like, that's why you don't like to break cat's jaws. Oh it was just God. very, it was all very awkward oh and unsettling. Oh, I don't so, even like to hear about it. Yeah. Job being right. Broken. So, um, so I was like, should I write a review? And then Ted and I were like, we, did we spend too much money there? Like, did we go to the wrong place? It was just very unsettling. So instead of writing a review, I actually called them. I mean, it had been a while. I was processing it. And I finally yeah. was like, I just need to call them. So I called them and they actually set me up with an appointment with the medical director. And wow. I just sat down and talked to her yesterday and told her everything. And it felt so good. And I actually, <sighs> she helped me to feel a lot more comfortable. And she showed oh, me all good. the x-rays and she explained oh, all the pricing. And she was really apologetic for the vibes that I got. But it was just oh, like the wow. whole process of it I felt so proud of myself because I was yeah. really afraid to do it and it just felt so much more like authentic than writing a yes. review so yes. much you know what I mean like more direct yes. this is real emperor energy yeah. that we've been talking about yeah, yeah and I kept reminding myself because she's like I mean, it, it's like a, a place in Boulder. You get the feeling that the medical director is kind of like a local celebrity and you know what I oh, mean I kept reminding so myself like I could this is valid like what I have yes. to say is important and I didn't yes. I didn't say it like I was angry I just was like I just yeah. here's what happened and this is I felt really uncomfortable about it and yeah. she was like I can understand why and it was just it was oh, neat wow felt that's like it so was great. yeah I felt like it was like an initiation kind of you thing. know I feel like vets are um like people underestimate relationships with them because we're bringing our vulnerable creatures to like we love them so much yeah you know and if you have a bad experience with one I feel like a lot of people get really knocked by that yes exactly I was like oh like we put Solo in her care and I didn't even realize it yeah it it felt very very uncomfortable yeah so that's really great I'm really glad that you did that thanks um and for me Yeah, I mean, I've been writing my book. I've written 8,000 words so far, which is exciting. How many words total is your book, out of curiosity? Uh, It's a little over 50,000. Oh, okay. Right now. I mean, I might whittle it It down. Maybe 50,500 words after today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's, that's a big thing. This is the most I've ever, I've written of a novel ever and of anything in a long time because you know I used to be a screenwriter and 
Yeah. So this is like, for me, this is actually, I'm just realizing as I'm talking right now, like the world, it's like completion of letting go of this old stuff I had around my writing career. And like, cause I had a lot of unprocessed feelings about leaving screenwriting. Oh. And so the it took me a while to like feel good about writing anything again. So, um, are you okay? You looked up as I just started to worry about the recording and I wanted to make sure it was recording me, but it is. So I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just wanted to make sure that it was recording. Um, okay. So anyway, yeah. So I feel really good about that. And that is the, the cards came true. Yeah. So that you feel like that, that validation kind of completion or finishing Mm -hmm. up unfinished business about your writing career and the creative project yeah awesome yeah so um before we get to our interview with sarah chapel who is just um i mean we already we're going to introduce her when we do the interview so we won't say too much but she's a holistic business coach and she's so great has so many insights and we're about to go to her but first should we just do our little goddess provisions yeah we want to talk to you guys about goddess provisions yeah so this is a subscription service that we both really like we are getting the box for this month oh my god we're so excited it's a dream box there's like a dream i don't want to spoil too much but there's a dream (laughs) journal and magnesium oil to help you i'm so excited (gasps) oh magnesium oil i know i mean every box is different so this is like dream centered so there's a lot of dream things about it i think there's like tea dream lucid dreaming tea anyway every box is different there's yeah crystals and um it depends on oil what the box is but yeah it could be face products lotion Mm -hmm. um various magical tools Mm -hmm. um and it so you can just get one box you can subscribe and it's so so affordable for what you get it's just like an amazing deal and every it's vegan and cruelty free and they plant a tree for every box sold which is so great yeah so if you would like to check it out go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click on the goddess provisions box at the right because that way you can if you do decide to order it you can support our podcast yes so thank you so much for that all right so now should we go to our interview yeah great so here's our interview with sarah chapel hello so we are here we're so excited to be here with sarah chapel hi sarah hello thank you for having me um so i'm just gonna read your bio real quick and then we'll get to it so sarah is a tarot mentor and holistic business coach on a mission to help soul-centered entrepreneurs craft lives of self-care and service A decade of addiction and a lifetime of anxiety and depression led Sarah to discover tarot as as a tool for self-care, unlocking the power of intuition as a guiding force in her business and life. Sarah has over 15 years of sales, marketing, and communications experience and now supports healers, mystics, and makers in harnessing both strategy and intuition to make more money and help people through her coaching and programs. You can learn more about her work at sarahmchapel.com and tune in weekly to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. 
All right. So, yes, you're definitely everything in that bio is like, oh, everything we talk about all the time. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I'm so um, excited. Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about your background and how you went from, were you, a, you were in marketing. So were you a copy yeah. or what, what did you do? Oh, I've, I've done so many things, uh, yeah. but um, the bulk of my um, corporate career life was working in sales and marketing for the wine industry. Oh. So I, uh, I have a background in communications and working in fashion magazines, but became very smitten with wine, both mm. well, as a drinker, <laughs> that's the addiction, um, but as like an intellectual and uh, frankly kind of spiritual pursuit, wine is such a beautiful reflection of place. Um, mm. And I realized now that like wine as animistic practice was probably part of my experience. Interesting. But ultimately it was not a great fit for me. But yeah, mm. I worked in, I worked in the wine industry doing sales, marketing, and essentially storytelling, you know, talking about farmers, talking about people um, until it became clear that for my own health and well-being, anxiety and alcohol are not a good mix, it turns mm. out, um, that I, I couldn't do that. So I had to leave my career, which was my dream job. I loved my job. Oh, wow. Um, and, and figure out a new way to live. And that's, mm. that's what started me on the journey to be talking to you today. Yeah. So when you, you say it was your dream job, was it the addiction that made it no longer... You can, fit. there are definitely people who work in the wine industry and don't drink. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me and the place that I worked, it was extremely high pressure, very fratty environment, which I yeah. honestly, I loved. It was super fun, yeah. um, but it was not, um, it was not a place that I could support once I stopped drinking. Actually, as soon as I stopped drinking, I started having like daily panic attacks at work. Oh, um, wow. I would have to, even working in an office was something I couldn't do. I have, I was looking at my phone right now because I have um, an app called Simply Rain and it's just rain sounds. And I'd have to like turn it all the way up on my headphones to make it through my day at my job because I couldn't deal with all of the sensory overload without alcohol. Wow. So it, I'm sure I could have found a way to stay, but it was so like, even though I was on this process of getting healthy and taking care of myself, my environment was not supportive at all. And I couldn't see a future within that industry that would enable me to choose my well-being over the well-being of the companies that I was working for. Yeah. And I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so interesting how so many healers, so many people in the magical spiritual path it's because we learned to heal ourselves and we learned to somehow transcend a really severe challenge. You know, that's really interesting that that's the way that it manifested for you. It reminds me of the show Enlightened with Laura Dern. Did you see that? Oh, I haven't seen that, but now it sounds like I need to. <laughs> it's really excellent. Have you seen it, Natasha? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She has an awakening and it's interesting to see how like her spiritual awakening doesn't match with her workplace in any way and how it's like the whole process in the show of her learning how to be in the world that is so different to her once she has this awakening mm -hmm. it's really uh I like I like how it shows that it's not the spiritual path in this challenging world that we're in the you know the world of form that it's not always or ever uh, you know smooth like oh now I'm just happy. Now, uh, yeah. now I meditate yeah. and it's all cool. You know, <laughs> there's like a, a shift that yeah. we go through. So you, and then what, what did you do after that? You start, you were doing herb, herbal stuff. Yeah. Right? So there, 
man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did a bunch of different things. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm definitely one of those multi-passionate people where I was like, mm. ooh, fingers in all the different pots. Uh, but when I left my corporate job, I didn't have a plan. And I am somebody who likes to be in control. So this was a big leap of faith for me. I actually, I remember the day I quit my job because I I had been learning tarot while I was at my job and actually like I made like flashcards and used like the corporate laminator to like make them all pretty. Like I was, <laughs> I was not being a very good employee at that point, but I pulled some cards on the day I ended up leaving my job. Um, and I got the fool and the king of swords. And for me, that was just such a, like, you got to go tell them, you got to tell them what's going on and you have to try this. I had no savings. I had wow. nothing. Um, and I, uh, I left with no plan. Wow. Um, and I started, I mean, this is not like the, the cool part of spiritual awakening. I started just like gigging. I was in New York city. So I was cleaning toilets for Airbnb bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I was helping friends who had small businesses and just trying to piece things together, which was a huge, uh, a huge shock after having like a corporate job where I was making enough money to pay for New York. And then I was like, Ooh, no, oh not God. so much. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was using that time in that space. Yep. I, I started studying herbal medicine. Um, I'm a certified herbalist and have taken a couple years of formal training there. Started making my own medicine. And what really started me down the path of entrepreneurship was seeing that there weren't a lot of alcohol-free options in the herb world outside of tea. Most tinctures are made with um, distilled alcohol with spirits. Mm -hmm. And at that point in my, my journey with alcohol, I was not comfortable taking that. I couldn't. Now I'll use tincture, alcohol tinctures sometimes, but mm. I basically was experimenting, trying to find my, like, I was like, how do I make these in a way that they're effective? And then I started selling them because other people in my community were like, oh, I would love alcohol-free herbal medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that kind of how it all began. Pets. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And and yeah, kids and pets and people in recovery and people who don't like the taste of alcohol. I mean, if you don't like the taste of your medicine, you're not going to take it. Like that's mm -hmm. not the energy we want when you're taking medicine. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what started down that path. And at the same time, I was studying tarot and started doing some readings for other people and just found I loved it. Um, and that I loved helping people and helping them to really step into their own power to make their own choices and to use the cards as a way to affirm their decision-making process. And I kind of just fell into, fell into, fell into it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, all of the things you said, because we had a couple questions for you and they both were basically like, well, one was, how do I have the leap? How can I leave a corporate job and take that leap of faith? Which is Ugh. what you did. You know, I don't, I always say this, I don't recommend what I did. <laughs> yeah. Because if I had, and, but I really want to honor where I was like emotionally and in terms of my health, if I had waited a few months and planned, mm -hmm. I could have had some money. I could have had a plan. I could have, if I wanted to lined up another job, I always assumed I would get another normal job. I just mm. never did. Uh, but with That's some planning, funny. it would have been a lot easier because it really took me a couple years financially to rebound and to get a place of, or several years, three years to get to a place where I felt secure because I was using mm. my credit cards to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. I, um, I didn't even was, know you could do that. 
<laughs> you can do cash withdrawals on credit cards. Uh, you know, and I'm really grateful for the privilege that enabled me to have access to that. But I also like, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very high risk way to transition your life. Yeah. But I also know that a lot of times we're waiting for things to be right. We're waiting for things to be aligned and we can use that as an excuse not to take action. Yeah. So for folks that tend towards control, sometimes the only thing we can do is just jump off the cliff and just mm. like be like, blow it up and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, but you probably wouldn't recommend blowing it up unless. <laughs> it's definitely unless... a do, do as I say, yeah. not as I do kind of situation. Yeah. But if you're thinking that you want to make that change, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a work environment that isn't healthy for you, because that's ultimately what it came down to for me. Right, the people right. I worked with were great. It was a great job. I could have still done it, but I mean, daily, multiple times a day, panic attacks at jo- my work. Like I was not available for that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was not, not a good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but having some plan in place or some savings or some something mm-hmm. is, yeah, I recommend that because- the reality is that even if you're like, I'm a really good marketer, it still took me a couple of years to figure out the whole having my own business thing. It's not oh, the wow. same. Yeah. So having like some plan or a side job or, or anything to yeah. give you enough security to stand on, mm-hmm. that's, that would be my recommendation. I didn't yeah. do that, but yeah. it looks like that would be better. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, sometimes life happens like that. Like sometimes it's like, this is just not sustainable and it's time. I just, my intuition and then I draw the fool and you know, it's like, but I think that what, you know, that we come from a more powerful place if we don't feel panicked, you know, if we want to heal other people, if we want to inspire them in a spiritual business and we feel like worried, it's not as ideal as feeling like grounded and comfortable. Well, it also sounds like you kind of also, not in actuality, but drew the tower card. It was like everything oh. fell apart and it was like yeah. you had no choice. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. a big tower moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure. So maybe if you are one, if you know ahead of time and you're not in that kind of tower place, you can plant seeds now, put out feelers now, figure it out. And Sarah has an amazing... Um, would you call it a company, the Holistic Business Academy? Oh, yeah, our membership site. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I, it is also a company. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, how do I have a company? It's like yeah. me and my dog, but I <laughs> you do. And it's really amazing. I'm, I'm a part of it. And you help people actually with this, um, yeah. with building their businesses, building on their taking that leap. And from there's people there though, with all in all, um, levels of their business and all. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. People who are just starting out, we actually just had a bunch of people who are quitting their jobs, which is so exciting to me. but really what that community is about is about a shared values community because these are people who are, are spiritually aligned, who want to grow businesses that are fulfilling and, and of service, not just like, yes, we want to make money, but we also are really here to help people and letting mm-hmm. that actually be like the guiding force in your business is so much what we're doing there. Mm-hmm. But I made that because when I wanted to start my business, the only resources I could find, frankly, were super expensive. Yeah. And like, that's fine. I have premium offers too. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. When you're starting your business, spending several thousand dollars on a course is like not really reasonable, especially mm-hmm. if you did what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And even, or even not starting, even like being in the middle of it, it's still like, 
yeah, you, it's, it, I feel like you are the only reasonable, I also was not able to find anything under thousands of dollars. Yeah. That's why um, we made it really. I mean, I, I think there are great, there's great things that happen when we invest our, in ourselves, but I also am really cognizant of the fact that like, that's just not accessible for so many people. Yeah. Um, and it's also really nice to have like a consistent, because a lot of times those coaching, plans are like, they'll help you in the first like three months or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then what happens after that? It's so, it's nice to have support from other people, but talk to me a little bit about what it means to you to have a holistic business. Yeah. So um, this phrase is so special to me because when I think back to that time when my work, my job was ignoring the fact that I was a human in a body, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, and how how painful that was on so many different levels uh, and how that exacerbated my addiction, frankly. And then once mm -hmm. I was in recovery was not able to support me. When we're building our own businesses, it's really easy for us to just repeat the patterns that we've been trained to do, right? Mm -hmm. We've been raised in a system that tells you that productivity is the only thing that matters, that, um, or that the customer is always right. You just have to take it from people if they're mean to you or like all mm -hmm. of these different things. Holistic business is about putting you back in your business and also putting you and your business in the ecosystem of like humanity, mm. of being in community. Because when we look at us as people and bodies, right, we have needs and then we are here. I think if you're part of my program, you're one of these people and I imagine your listeners are too. You care about how your business affects your community as well. So holistic as in the whole, right? It, just like we talk about holistic health or other things where we're like, oh, it's not just taking one medicine. We also have to look at your nutrition. We have to look at all these other things. Are you drinking water? You can look at your business through that same lens and then actually create a business that not only succeeds, but is sustainable because it's taking you as a human and you as a part of the human community into account. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. That's so happy. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it like self care practices. And also, yeah, how do you do that for the community? Is it yeah. just a reflection? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> There's so many different layers. A lot of what I like to look at, first of all, is stepping into our personal agency when it comes to what we're creating in our lives. Mm. Oh, I know I, for one, was. Um, given a lot of stories most of us have about money, about what work has to look like, about how many hours you're supposed to work, mm. about worth. And the first thing we actually do in the program is break those things down by learning how to assess and shift our beliefs to actually like rewire our neural pathways. Uh, it's kind of a mix of like neuropsychology and magic that we, <laughs> that we dive into. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't shift those beliefs, then our possibilities are going to be limited. Mm -hmm. um, and then we step into doing deep values work because what I find most people do is they build a business the way they see other people doing it. They're like, oh, mm. that person's doing this thing, so that must work. Mm -hmm. But if it's not aligned with your values, it's never going to feel right. Mm. And if your business doesn't feel right, you're never going to make as much money as you can. You're never going to help as many people as you want to help. And impact is, I think, the most important thing for most of the folks that I work with, and it is for me too. And if we're not focused on creating businesses that stem from our core values and who we are and who we want to be and what we want to see in the world, then we will not impact our communities because we're going to constantly be in panic mode trying to figure out why things aren't working. Mm. So we started this root level of self and on figuring out how we want to be in the world and the kind of businesses we want and what that actually looks like. And we grow from there. And I have found that if we start there, that core, instead of being like, here's your Pinterest sales funnel or whatever, mm -hmm. then the decisions we make down the road stay in alignment 
and ultimately do have that effect of giving us the resources, the time, the energy to impact people in our communities the way that we want to, which is different for everybody, right? But we start by actually figuring out like, what do you value and who do you want to be? Mm. I love it. <laughs> I love that too, because it's like, that's the place where your energy is authentic. And it's just like, you don't get burned out because you're tapped into like, why am I doing this? Like, what is it about this that I love so much? And that's the opposite of burnout. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so inspiring then. And then we're excited mm-hmm. and we can also self-regulate better because we notice if we're, if we're working in alignment with our values and who we want to be, it's easier to notice the burnout coming because yeah. it's usually like something that isn't quite right for us. So we can actually right. assess it yeah. because we have a core like stability that we're building off of. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I experienced that a lot where it's like, wait a minute, this feels like, like pushing, I guess also mm-hmm. like this doesn't feel like it's coming from inspiration. It comes from like yes. against the yeah, pushing, I guess. Yeah. Um, Someone else asked on um, our listener page about how she wants to do some kind of spiritual work, but she doesn't know what. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. You know, every time that we get in this place of the, I don't know what to do at hmm. any level of business, what I always recommend is just try to help somebody. Oh, <laughs> and okay. it sounds kind of like, Duh. But <laughs> usually what we're doing is we are second guessing ourselves. We have so many ideas. We don't know what to do. Or we, a lot of times it comes down to this fear of like, I want to do spiritual work, but am I good enough? Do I know enough? Do I need mm. a certification? Do yeah. I need this thing? Well, well, if we can kind of step back and get back to the place of service, right? That if you want to do spiritual work, it's probably because again, you're here to help people. I think most business owners are solving problems. They're here to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not most, all the ones that I love working with (laughs) are, if we get, if we step back long enough to say, okay, I want to help people. What is a tool that I have that I could help somebody today? Mm. And that's what I would recommend. And sometimes that's just calling up your friends and being like, Hey, I just got my Reiki one. Can I do some work with you and you buy me a coffee? Mm -hmm. Right. And just getting out of your own head and actually like interacting with the human beings that you want to support Mm. give you more clarity about what you're called to do than thinking about it and trying to get it perfect in your own brain. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And that also seems like that's fun because a lot of times with um, like when people ask um, in my magical spiritual path, there's so many things I could learn. Like, how do you, where do you start? I always am like, whatever sounds fun. Like what is yeah. interesting to you? Totally. Like the same type of idea is like, follow is. where, where's the, enthusiasm you know exactly. yeah again yeah what you said before like following the the inspiration mm-hmm. yeah that enthusiasm fun is definitely a great one and yeah. then I love I just like go and then go do it with somebody go do mm-hmm. give somebody a tarot reading talk yeah. to like yeah. you know we we tend to like want to wait until like it's perfect and we have it all right but if we've waited that long we've waited too long that's forever mm-hmm. that's forever it's yeah. never perfect that's yeah totally yes. the end of time yes. yeah <laughs> um so let's talk a little bit about money then so fun <laughs> speaking of fun yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of fun just um I'll just talk about myself personally real quick is I've noticed that I have to keep coming back to that inspiration of why am I doing this? Like we talked about before, because when I think about, there's something about numbers, this may just be a very personal thing. I don't know if anyone else, I get really caught up in numbers, like making 
a certain amount or da, 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 you know, and then it takes me out of my connection to why I'm doing it. And I have a hard time doing that Brit, having the bridge between money and the inspiration just energetically flow. I don't know if that's something you can. Yeah. I, th- I think I, you know, I think we see that a lot again with folks that are spiritual entrepreneurs, soul-centered, heart-centered entrepreneurs, um, because, I mean, well, first of all, I think culturally, we've been kind of trained to separate those two things, right? There's either inspiration and creativity, mm. or there's money. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reality is when you have your own business, you get to do both of those things, but that, that false binary is pretty ingrained. So I see mm. that a lot. What I love to do is I start with the numbers, because I think that's practical. Mm. Like, I, like, if I need to make a certain amount of money to pay my bills, right? I need to make a certain amount of money to, to support my team. I need to make a certain amount of money to do all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. I start there, but I don't stay there. I very quickly break that down into how many people mm. that means that I'm helping. Oh, I like that. So when I talk about growing my membership site, right? I don't talk about our, my monthly recurring revenue goal. I Mm. talk about how many members I want in the site Mm. because that helps me to refocus on the actual vision. It's actually not about the money. The money is, (laughs) I want a big business, but my reasons for that have very little to do with making money. They have Mm -hmm. to do with the number of people I want to help. So when we get hyper-focused on the numbers, we do lose that connection because once your, once your needs are met, once you have, like, I can pay my bills and travel or buy shoes or buy tarot decks or mm-hmm. back or whatever your thing is, right? It's not a great motivating factor, but we can still get really obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, great. This is the goal. I know why I have those goals. What that breaks down to is this many members, which means this many people that I get to impact and support with this work. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you that. work with both at the yeah. same time. You're not like, oh, just forget about one and focus on the other. It's like- They fuel each other them. though. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. That's a cool way to do and it. And do you see any common, um, or what are the common, I don't want to say mistakes, or maybe challenges that people have mm. starting their, or in the business, like when yeah. they're in their business? So one of the biggest ones that I see, especially for folks who- um, like from America or other kind of Western countries is this like productivity paradigm Mm -hmm. where we believe that our worth is determined by how much we work Mm. and how much we produce and that we have to be kind of clocked in from nine to five. I mean, if you did traditional schooling, you have literally been trained to do that since you were a child. You show up to school, you ask permission to go to the bathroom, you leave at the end of the day, and then you go home and keep working, literally, (laughs) right? Yeah, right. (laughs) So that's the training. When you have your own business that doesn't work, no one is paying you for the hours that you're spending messing around on your website, right? You don't get paid that way. That's not, you get paid actually when you're impacting people. When you're actually like helping people, that's when you get paid. Mm -hmm. So that mistake I see a lot because it leads to the overwhelm and burnout almost immediately. Mm -hmm. We tend to create more work for ourselves to do because that's what we've been trained to do. And then it ties into our worth because if we do end up making money and we don't feel like we worked hard enough for it, there's a cycle that repeats where people start to create more work for themselves. Mm -hmm. They actually start to under earn. Because the worth is tied to how many hours you're working. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's a big knot and we all have different versions of it, but like Mm -hmm. that is a major one. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that helped me is that 
is thinking about, I get paid by impact, <laughs> mm. right? I don't get paid to be on Instagram. Actually. I don't get paid to make my podcast. I don't get paid to make my website. I don't get paid to email with people. I get mm -hmm. paid when I help somebody see what's possible for them and they choose to invest in themselves. Mm. And that has been a really helpful shift for me. That's mm -hmm. a big mistake. Another big one I see though also, and this is, it's usually money stories, um, especially in spiritual community is stories about people, um, having money being bad and mm, whether yeah. that's something we consciously believe a lot of folks get that ingrained, um, especially folks maybe who are socially conscious or politically active or spiritually concerned about the world. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff about money. Yeah. And, and everyone has their different level where it's like, yeah. this is too much or this mm. is too, you know, it's right. hard actually. It is. One of my favorite things, um, and we talked, we mentioned this in HBA in one of the videos, is that I'll hear people all the time, like on Instagram, and it's like, it's funny, right? You like, eat the rich. Mm -hmm. And um, I understand what they're saying. They're not talking about the vast majority of people in our culture. We're talking about like the Jeff Bezoses of the world. Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't know that that's one kind of rich and that you want a different kind of rich for yourself. Mm -hmm. You are telling your brain, you are like literally manifesting through the way that you're viewing the world that if you are rich, you are going to be eaten by your peers. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those kinds of stories you deserve to be, eaten yeah, you deserve to because be. you're bad because you yeah. have yeah. money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of work, and I'll be like the first to say, I'm, I'm a skeptic at heart, which may sound kind of wild. Mm -hmm. I am a total like logic minded skeptic. Mm -hmm. when, I started my business and people were like, you need to work on money mindset. I was like, that sounds dumb. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it didn't take me long to realize how mistaken I was. Oh, yeah. our, I mean, whether we're looking at it from a spiritual lens or a, like a neuropsychological lens, which I love how those two just completely fit into each other. It's essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, your brain actually filters the world to affirm what you believe. <laughs> so if you believe that yeah. the rich deserve to be eaten, you are not going to find a way to make more money in your business, which means, mm -hmm. remember, money impact, you're not going to be helping the people you want to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we have to wrap up here in a minute, but I just wanted to, the last question I have for you is about self-esteem and coming into our power in a business do you have i know you i love part of what i love about your whole um hba is you have videos to address mindset and things like this but i would like to hear what you have to say because for me i don't know if it's like growing up being female or what but probably my mother issues actually but <laughs> i think a lot of us are getting the message about females about owning our power and like, um, you know, so, and self-sabotage that comes up when you take a step. And, um, so do you have any yeah. words, um, last words of advice for us? <laughs> this is actually where I love to get outside tools and support. So mm. like when I talk about using tarot as a tool for self-care, this is actually one of the primary things I mean, mm. because when we are self-sabotaging, when we are, um, running into that so those low self-esteem, that self-doubt. And I think, you know, folks who are socialized female, like this is super deeply ingrained. I mm. mean, it's 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 a it's a huge cultural problem for everybody, but yeah. Yeah, socialized females. <laughs> mommy yeah. even mommy issues, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but we can't see it clearly. So mm -hmm. that's one of the places where I love to bring in tarot or other kind of tools that we can use for self-coaching and to get back in touch with our intuition. And I like to ask the cards like, 
essentially, am I seeing this, like, is this reality? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or is this a story in my head? Mm -hmm. And that's such a powerful way to use tarot and a powerful way to work with healers, coaches, and counselors is to help have that mirror of what's actually happening. And slowly, and and at first it's hard because there's cognitive dissonance between what we believe to be true and then actually realizing what's actually true, right? Which is that- Yet stepping into your power is your birthright. You deserve mm-hmm. it. And we will all be better served when you do. Oh, I love you'll that. be able to help more people and help yourself and you're worth being helped and all of those good things. But having like, whether it's a, a tarot practice or, or working like with a reader, I think is a great way to do this over a period of time mm-hmm. so that you can start to break down that story and shift the belief. But yeah, I think that yeah. that's the time to pull out your deck because yeah. otherwise you're going to be running around in circles in your head and yeah. like you can yeah, only well, tell, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I work helping people do that, huh? sort through that all, that's basically all I do. But when it's yourself, you know, it's harder. It is. But, yeah, and I think I that's okay. You. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and because I think the tarot deck is pretty honest. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there it all is. Okay. Yeah. There it all. <laughs> How can, uh, that's when you start picking extra cards. <laughs> 12 cards for your one question. <laughs> Just kidding. That's bad advice. I was joking. <laughs> but that is when we do that. And actually, yes. that can be a great sign that we're stuck in story yes, is totally. if you're pulling more cards because you're looking to affirm what you already believe. You're, yes. looking like, you're like, this can't be right. Yeah. Because... What do you really mean? <laughs> right. So that is actually, I use that as a cue when I'm teaching people tarot is like, mm. if you keep pulling cards, like you're actually, you're stuck in a story pattern. You're stuck in like an old belief mm. system. So that's great. That's yeah. Great. That's really yeah. good advice. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, Sarah. And we'll have your, all your information Thanks. in the show notes and in our Instagram and worse. And what, what well, but maybe she could tell our listeners one more oh, time. I already, oh, one oh. more time. Yes, yeah, you tell us find, where do yeah. we find you? Sure. <laughs> Come find me on Instagram at Sarah M. Chapel, and that's also my website, and that's where I am everywhere on the internet. And I would love to, to hear from you guys what you thought yeah. about this episode. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Thanks, Thanks for being here. So, much, so inspiring. Yes, definitely. Okay, well, we hope you liked it. We we did yeah Yeah. we really enjoyed it (laughs) that's right um so should we just now quickly talk about our patreon yeah um yeah so that's another way you can support our podcast and you get a lot in return i think um yeah yeah, there's all sorts of things meditations i'm starting to i'm going to be doing once a month the um guided um just what do you call it guided reading from my guides for the signs the sun signs yeah I mean it'll be a short little thing but I kept getting the information from them that that would be like a nice little offering and um what else do we have we just did our first Q&A which was really fun and their test has done an herbal magic um little uh, metaphysics 101 lesson And I just put out the poll to see what people want me to teach for this month. So anyway, there's lots of things you can go on there on what, just go to patreon.com. Slash Magic Monday podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we also put the video of our podcast up, which is kind of fun. Might be, Mm -hmm. maybe fun for you to look at. (laughs) And and, um, we put like the visuals of the cards we draw and Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of options. So you can just go over there and look. And you can also just go to patreon.com and then 
put Magic Monday Podcast in the search bar. Search it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. We really appreciate that, too. And finally, the other way before we go into our next segment is if you could to support us is rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. And by the way, the reviews, my God, we just they're so loving and um, we just really love them. They really inspire us. Yeah, it supports our podcast because it helps people to find us, but it also supports it because it encourages us to read how, (laughs) you know, these. We need the encouragement. (laughs) We need this validation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it does really, really inspire us. Yeah, it's just so nice. I don't know. It makes me feel really good. All right. Well, now it is time for the energy report. I feel like I've just like I'll never get back to it. What? It's a, it's great. Energy report. <laughs> I think I need to go higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's so soulful. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to start practicing it at home because I feel like I'm off key, even though I made up the song, as I said, but I still feel like I don't I don't hit the note at the end. I think maybe you go into it with already a negative attitude. I don't think so. Not this week. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it is kind of ironic what I'm about to talk about. So the energy report is when I talk about um, the energy trend of the week that I'm seeing from clients that come to see me and also myself. And oftentimes, like over the course of a month, it tends to be kind of similar in the energy trend. Um, And it seems like this year it's just going to be like emperor the so the card of the year this is for tarot is the emperor and it really feels like daddy issues are coming in very strongly for people and um i feel like that minimizes it but you know it's like what we talked about with you like owning your power saying creating the structure for yourself the boundaries that you needed to be able to feel safe in the situation um so, yeah, I did also, that's another thing on the Patreon. I did a, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did this, I was guided to do this emperor meditation and I was like, whoa, my guides really came through for that because it just kind of surprised me where it ended up. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it helped me to feel, to activate that emperor energy. But anyway, so I am seeing a lot of that. Um, and by that, I mean, can, um, an assessment of like, where do I feel powerful? Where am I feeling drained? A lot of issues around not feeling power and how to feel more power. So that is kind of part one, which I will get back to. And I do think that the Mercury in Aquarius will help to shift things up to see how I can look at this in a new, in a new way. How can I look at old ways that I used to manage power um, or feel disempowered? unempowered, disempowered, I don't know, um, and, and um, having a new perspective about, oh, that comes from this old pattern and I don't like it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I just will say for myself, I'm noticing, um, I noticed a huge pattern of when I feel, when I put myself out there and if it's not, and if I judge it, it just like as not being perfect, quote unquote. This oh. whole old energy pattern from my mother of, well, you were never good enough. You should just give up. Oh, that seeps in, 
and it doesn't come it wasn't coming in so clearly I feel like I may have talked about this a little last week um but I noticed and it was like oh well I don't want to embody that you know (laughs) so getting curious about it and just being like oh that's not something I want to embody so then connecting to my power which I'll show you in a second I'll tell you a little way to do that a fun new way that I've been working on but then the other thing I've really been noticing is resistance so you may notice resistance coming up if you I'll call them the red flags for resistance are you're obsessing about something something didn't go right and you get in your head and you replay it and really you're probably making yourself feel bad why didn't I do this? When did that? Or why did this happen? If you are obsessing, that's actually resisting feelings. It's resisting your power for sure, because you will be drained. If you're, if you are stuck in your head, you're cut off from your full self, you know, your mm-hmm. full mind, body, spirit. Um, so, and then another way that you may notice resisting is that just a general stuck feeling. Or what I talked about last week, which is not being able to feel self-love, that can be just from resistance to feeling in general. And Mm. I talked about that a little bit last week of having that stuck feeling of just, I don't know, I just can't, I don't really know what I'm feeling. Yeah. So one thing that you can do with resistance is the good old putting your hand on your heart if that feels right or just any kind of you know you always say your belly feeling into your belly and or stroking your hand or something um to just activate some um i almost said texture what is the word i want like feeling touch touch um like so that you're activating your body with it as well and then just saying like what am i feeling right now just tuning in and waiting to see if there's any kind of anything. Um, And then if you really can't feel anything, just guess, like, what might someone feel in this situation? Oh, yeah. You know, would someone maybe feel anxiety or would this maybe make someone angry or sad? And then just see, like, is that what I'm feeling? Because we want to get you to be able to recognize any. Feeling. I think I've talked about this before in the past, but I remember when I went to therapy for the first time when I was 21 and I referred to everything as weird. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I feel weird about that. <laughs> like that just makes you feel weird. And she was like, then she handed me like uh-huh. a sheet of like a million feel, not a million feelings. There was like a hundred feelings. And, she, and I would just look at that sheet and say, would that be maybe what I'm feeling? Um, throughout the day. So that's also something else you can do. You can print out. There's also feeling cards that they have on Amazon that I actually got for my kids. Um, If you are feeling that stuck, if you're having a hard time feeling self-love, it really, again, can be just because, not just because, but because you are blocking the feelings in general and getting stuck in your head. So mm. that is that is resistance. And then, of course, we love the Sedona method for resistance, yeah. which is simply just saying, like, tuning in and allowing whatever it is, even if it's like, I feel stuck. Like, okay, can I welcome that stuck feeling? Mm-hmm. And just feeling that stuck feeling. Um, but 
then if you do know what you're feeling, then to allow yourself to feel it. We just have to dive into these feelings, you know, and and look at them more with curiosity and, um, yeah, really with curiosity and welcoming energy instead of fear. I don't want to tell anyone not to be afraid, but our feelings are here, you know, so as much as we can allow them to be part of our whole experience, the more they can flow through and they don't have to, we don't have to feel owned by them, which we are if we're stuck. Mm-hmm. And if we're not allowing them, if we're not honest with ourselves about them. And even if you are afraid of them, you can welcome the fear and let that be a portal in, you know, yes. start with that. Absolutely. To say like, yes, that can I welcome the fear and just allow that to be there and then think about what's underneath it, control. A lot of times with fear, it's control or security. Yeah. And then say, can I welcome that? Um, and I do. So in conclusion, I'm, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but um, there was a lot that came through. Yeah, today. that's totally great. That's what uh, podcasts are for. <laughs> uh, we're almost at our year anniversary. Do you think I would have known that that podcaster for talking? Um, I will just want to say one other thing before I give the little power energy thing um, lesson for the week or not lesson, but technique. Um, one really fascinating thing along the lines of everything as information is I had a client this week who was having kind of flashbacks to a bad situation. And what I saw was the flashback was actually coming up, not because it was rooted in her energy system and needed to be cleared out, but because it had information for her in the form of validation. Like she was having these flashbacks so that she could own the experience and validate it and say, because at the time when this was happening to her, she would um, push it off, dismiss it, you know, and say, oh, well, that didn't really, that wasn't a big deal. You know, it's okay that that happened. But it was coming up for her to look at and say, oh, you know what? That wasn't okay. And I'm going to own that. And I'm going to validate this happened to me, you know, or to her little inner child. This happened to you. This was hard. Yeah. So even these are all just beautiful. These are all messages for us. Our feelings have messages. Our flashbacks have messages. They, They can work in our favor. And especially if we're embodying the emperor energy of loving structure, we can have the safe, make a safe container for all of this. This is our space, you know, this yeah. is, we own it. We own our space. So let's make it safe and let's welcome everything that's coming up. I love that. It. Yeah. Okay. So in conclusion, what I have been doing lately is imagining this big sun above my head, which I always do. And I usually say poke a hole in it and allow the gold light to stream. But now these are, (laughs) these are more, uh, I was going to say serious times, but this requires bigger, a bigger boat. So now I'm imagining (laughs) bringing the whole sun down, the whole sun down through the whole body and just feeling the whole sun go all the way down. Um, And one interesting thing that I noticed was that when it got to my third chakra, and I think this is also true with people, again, with power, is I noticed there the wonkiness of the third chakra. So if you're, if you're feel, if when you get to the third chakra, you notice it's like overextended, that means you're not getting your power from it's not being evenly distributed. You're trying to over 
control something. Oh, yeah. And so just to remind you guys, the third chakra, it's right. Oh, sorry. It's between the belly button and the heart. So it's like right below the rib cage sternum area, sort of that upper belly, right above your belly button. Yeah. So just, um, yeah. So noticing, or even when you're doing the sun, you can kind of, if you know anything about the chakras, kind of have an idea like, oh, this is kind of out of whack or not. And you can just bring it back. Or if it feels depleted, give it a little extra light. And you know what? You don't even have to know about the chakras. Go with your intuition. If you, when you're bringing it down, you feel the light is um, extra needed somewhere, keep it around there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you can let it go all the way below your feet into the earth. And then you can also bring it back up and put it over your head or just leave it in the earth and just be energized and then expand your light make it bigger 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 like bigger than the city you're in this country this state you know that also helps you to expand your power base Mm. because a lot of times we get used to our energy being kind of in the same place we don't even realize it it's like kind of small around us or Mm -hmm. or if we don't have boundaries it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but if we can expand it intentionally um and make it big and then you can bring it back to whatever size you feel comfortable it's just it feels you know it's a good way of increasing that power yeah like remembering we're one with all consciousness like opening up to love and then also feeling safe in our own space i really like that yeah well when you do it that big you you connect to source you connect Mm -hmm. to your highest information you're you're really it's actually a protective wide space as opposed to when you just don't have boundaries and you're not conscious about your energy that's not so protective anyone can kind of come in yeah that's one of the things i talk about with empaths is like when you're when you broadcast your energy like you decide to be grounded in light and positivity and divine consciousness and then consciously send that out that's a really different vibration than just being super open to whatever you might encounter you can it it works both ways you can broadcast or receive Yes. It's really, I think, about being unconscious because, yeah, if Mm -hmm. you're just like scattered, then anyone can kind of get in there and then you get surprised that someone got in there and, you know. Or you don't even know and you're just like, why do I feel angry or why do I feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was the energy report. I'm not going to sing it again. Well, it was wonderful. Thank you Thank for the you. energy report. And <laughs> and so that means now it's time for practical magic. So today, very simple, um, because today, the day of this, the day the podcast comes out is the full moon in Virgo. And your sign. Yes, my sign and the day that Mercury goes direct. And Mm. Virgo, as you may or may not know, is ruled by Mercury. So we have this really powerful full moon um, that is ruled by Mercury and Mercury Mm. is going direct. And so my recommendation is today or sometime this week to clean to clear clutter, Mm -hmm. to organize, and then to, and this is all just really going to help support integrating all this stuff. Because I don't know about you, I feel like probably you're going to feel this too, um, and probably many of our listeners too, but I feel like this Mercury retrograde has been really empowering and so many, like just brought up, really, Mm. I feel like it's been like 
so long. I mean, it's this only- has been the, the whole year. Don't you feel that way? Like January felt like 12 years. And now it's like, how long have we been in Mercury? Right. And yes, because it's been so much. So long. Yeah, because yes. I just feel like we're being called to step into so much power and it's mm-hmm. exhilarating and fun. Mm-hmm. It's just really like, I feel like a whole different person now <laughs> from when Mercury yeah. went retrograde right so to integrate all of this uh this is really going to help it's just so but virgo is so practical and loves organization Mm. and cleanliness so this is just really going to help support this integrating and feeling the lack kind of clearing out overwhelm of Mm -hmm. all varieties so clean clear um and then also burn desert sage if you can it's also mm. called feather sage um what's the difference between from white sage and... white yeah. sage it, it has the bigger leaves and oh, okay. um desert sage it has these little it's there it's actually not really even technically sage i can't remember oh. what it's called but it's sage brush is another name for it you see it in desert states and southwestern oh, okay. states growing um but it's like it's not leaves it's just little kind of kind of feathery Like almost like how rosemary is, but way thinner. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, you can find these bundles at many uh, metaphysical bookstores. Oh, okay. You can order them. And you can also burn with white sage if that's what you have on hand. What I like about desert sage for this particular purpose is it has a real, um, where white sage creates like a just totally clear open feeling which is wonderful desert sage also creates clarity but it also moves energy around so Mm. that's why it it's useful for um, unblocking and for road opening so if you feel stuck and you burn if you burn white sage you create space and you can clear out stuck energy but you burn desert sage and it it has a sort of like a trickster Mm-hmm. Um, like swirling sort of energy that kind of mixes things up in a way that helps redirect them in a positive way or opens mm-hmm. up new pathways, opens up new creative ideas. It, just, it has I a road mean, opening energy. Can I just say this is exactly what we were talking about before because I was saying stuck energy, we have to move it out. And then Mercury is in Aquarius where it comes in with new ideas. Yes. New ways to figure out how to unblock things oh. or patterns. That's so interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it does have such an airy energy. I mean, burning sage or incense, I mean, that's working with the air element. But desert sage, you're right. It's so Aquarius because it does yeah. It does have this, well, what if we did it this way? Like this mm. whole other idea that you never would have thought of oh. just shakes things up in this really beautiful way. So I feel like for the uh, when Mercury goes direct or retrograde, there's... Um, it there is like a you feel that like oh something's changing like you can I can at least I can feel the direction changing mm, do you feel that yeah. at yeah, first it feels it's... like kind of I feel tired or just kind of foggy because I mean I have so much mercury in my chart too but mm. I feel like this is gonna that burning desert stage can really help to be like okay now we're going this direction like just mm. to kind of speed up that yeah acclimation to the new direction and to just shuffle things in energetically in a way that will help move things in a positive direction and then I don't feel the turning but I do feel like a little relief I guess like uh, a little space a little more space I feel like when mercury changes direction like often 
Like I could just take a nap at any, which I normally never nap. I really can't nap. I'm not a napper, but it does feel like I just want to go back to bed or just rest. I feel just a little tired. I can't imagine not being a napper. Yeah, it would be nice. I would like to nap, but just not in the cards for me. But Mm -hmm. so one more thing with practical magic, if you have a bell or a chime, that can also help. So in either, maybe burn the sage and then ring a chime or ring the chime and burn the sage. But that's going to also help to fine tune the vibrations of your space and your life. Fine tune and raise the vibration. I love it. That's really exciting. Perfectly goes with the energy report this week because about clearing out that stuck energy. Yeah. This is something you can do on a physical level. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. All right. Well, now should we do our little housekeeping before we pick our card of the week? Yes. I just realized I don't have a card deck near me. So. Oh, no. Maybe you can start and I'll just. I'll start my housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Do the housekeeping. I'll be right back. Okay. So you can find me at highestlighthealing.com and you can um, schedule a session with me. And since I have a little time to go here, I'll just tell you quickly that when you have a session with me, oh, she's back already. Well, (laughs) when you have a session with me, I clear, I first look at whatever's going on for you and then I clear out chakras and old beliefs, could be past lives, update contracts. Whatever is supposed to come up to be healed is ready. That's what I do. Um, So you can find me there and sign up for my newsletter there. Now you get access to past meditations when you do that. And also on Instagram at Highest Light Healing. And where can we find you? You can find me on um, or at TessWhitehurst.com. You can find me on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst, author on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, and YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Great. And you can find us at the magic at magicmondaypodcast.com. And you can ask us a question there. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, ask us on there or on the Magic Monday podcast listeners page, which you can request to join. On Facebook. And, on Facebook, sorry. And also on Facebook, Magic Monday Pod, just the general page. And on Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast. And of course, on Patreon. Yes, and on Patreon. And thank you again for rating and review us. We love you all. All right, so now we will pick. <laughs> it's true. It is, it is true. true. We'll pick our card of the week. What are you picking from? From the Witch's Tarot. Oh, wait, is that what I picked last week? No, you were, yours was Modern Witch's Tarot. Mine is just, oh, just standard. Oh, regular Witch's. Old-fashioned Witch's Tarot. <laughs> Old-school Witch's. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you pick it already? Ooh, the Empress. Oh, how ironic. Because we've been talking about the the Emperor. Emperor. But the Empress is so, um, so Virgo moon. I mean, so earthy, so earth sign and Mm -hmm. um, feminine and also practical, earthy. So Mm -hmm. uh, focusing on your feminine power in addition to your masculine power because we're talking about the emperor and reigning so like my practical magic segment that is uh creating a space in your home where like sacred space that Mm. is your space so i feel like doing that is aligned with that empress energy of feeling so 
comfortable in your palace. I love that. But Um, it's also creative energy. It's giving birth too. you know, that creative aspect of the divine feminine. Yes. Um, Okay, so I got the eight of earth. I'm picking from the mystical cat's tarot. The eight of earth, which was reversed. And um, oh, that's funny. So it says all work and no play makes for very dull kittens indeed. (laughs) You've been working too hard, focusing too intently on improving your skills or your position, and you're at risk of losing any joy in the process. Spend time in activities that are are all about enjoyment, not achievement, which is funny because or interesting is we were talking a little bit about that with Sarah, just about getting back to your inspiration and what you enjoy and love. Um, So I love that. And, you know, I don't know why, but I felt called to just pick a second one and it'll be real quick, but I also got the three of earth. It's all earth. Virgo, yeah. Virgo. And it's saying that um, problems that seem insurmountable alone become manageable and enjoyable when you work together. So apply creative co- cooperation toward a certain goal. So so have fun and work together. Yeah. Do it with other if, And you know, take a break and be kind to yourself wherever yes, you are always. in your path. Yeah. Yeah. That is always true. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye.